You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is Episode 10, Where to Start on Your Weight Loss Journey and Conquer the Roadblocks of Overwhelm and Perfectionism. This is your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. I am grateful that you're back with me here today. There's a lot to cover in our session today, so let's get started. Now, before we dive right into our topic for today, I want to make sure I thank those of you who are subscribed listeners. You can count on getting the latest episode as it comes out, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen and always hope what I say for you is helpful. And many of you have also taken the time to leave me a rating or a review on iTunes. This really helps me because it helps move the podcast up in the ratings on iTunes. But not only helping me, this really helps other women and men who are just like you. It helps them find me. And since spreading the word about how to change your eating and change your life is my biggest goal, helping more people find me does exactly that. So please, if you're enjoying these sessions, take a few minutes and please leave me a rating or a review. If you look in the show notes, you'll see that I have simple instructions for you and a link that will take you right to where you do it, right in the show notes. So today we're going to talk about what happens when you first begin any eating program, whether you're interested in losing weight or stopping your emotional eating or changing your response to those urges to binge, it doesn't matter. But when you're beginning any type of eating program, what happens often is that we run into the two major roadblocks, two things that derail us, and they are feelings, and they're feelings of overwhelm, and they're also feelings or traits of perfectionism. So this is what happens to most people that work with me. We're going to talk about what happens when you run into those two problems how they show up, what to do about them. And then we're going to talk about how do you approach your eating program and make changes so that you could bypass both overwhelm and perfectionism. Now, how do most of you approach working on your eating issues? So you make a plan, maybe, hopefully, you treat it like a project, as we talked about in another episode, And you maybe list what you will do and you list what you won't do. Maybe you will make a grocery list and you will plan your food and do a shop and prep the food. And then you start thinking about all the decisions you'll need to make, all the plans you have that involve food. Now, what usually happens at this point is thoughts of past failures creep into your consciousness and suddenly you create that feeling of overwhelm. What you may say to yourself is something like this. This is too much. It's too hard. I don't have enough time. I just can't do it. I've never been successful before. Nothing works. Why bother? These thoughts are like little stories in your mind. They're all normal. There's nothing wrong if this is what you think. It's just thoughts that you've given attention to, and now they're automatic. So your goal is to take a look at what's going on in your mind before you begin 
to clear the way so that you can be more successful. And these thoughts that we just talked about, they create a feeling. And the feeling is overwhelm. And overwhelm isn't a helpful feeling because overwhelm is going to stop you from taking action. So here's a little review of the thought processes that we talked about in an earlier episode. Remember that we talked about there's a circumstance and then we have a thought about it and that creates an emotion, a feeling, and then we take an action. And when we take actions over and over again, we get a result. So let's look at overwhelm from that model. And overwhelm's a feeling, right? It's a simple emotion, a feeling that we feel in our body. It comes from our thoughts, the thoughts we just mentioned. An example could be, if you think, I can't possibly do all these things for myself, you're going to create the feeling of overwhelm. You also might create a feeling of pessimism or hopelessness. And then the actions that you take from that feeling are going to be half-hearted actions because you're expecting failure again. And guess what your result is when you take those kinds of actions? Either you get a result that you don't want, or you just stop. You just stop trying. So the example is when you have a thought, I have too much to do, the feeling you create is overwhelm. Now, if we were more neutral, we could think something different like this. I have some things I want to take care of. Notice I said want to instead of need to or have to, because everything you do except breathe is optional. So you're thinking, I have some things I want to take care of. The feeling that you then create is hopefully optimistic, but at least it's more neutral than overwhelm, which stops us from doing anything. So the actions that you would take then would be that you peacefully go through your plan and the results that you get are you're much more likely to move ahead. So overwhelm is a feeling that stops you right at the beginning of a program. Whatever it is you're trying to do, overwhelm stops you. You're adding drama to a neutral situation. You simply have things that you choose to do. They're not positive. They're not negative. They're just things to do. The more you could think of them in a neutral way, the better you will be. So think about what results you want. What do you want to have happen in your life? What's your end game? Well, what actions do you need to take to get those results? And how do you need to feel to be able to take those actions? But here's the catch, to take those actions without forcing yourself to do it. Remember the old diet mentality was someone told you what to eat. We didn't even think about our thoughts or how or our feelings or emotions, we just forced ourselves to take those actions, to eat that food, to eat those amounts. Obviously it didn't work because the whole time we're trying to do that, there are thoughts in our head that are blocking us, preventing us from taking those actions. Ideally, I think we want to feel when we want to get ourselves to do something without force is peaceful is a possibility. We want to feel maybe confident optimistic. We want to feel competent that this is something we could do or maybe hopeful. The very least we want to feel is neutral. So overwhelm 
takes you in the opposite direction. It may even prevent you from getting started at all because you fail right at the very beginning. You're failing before you begin. So once you see that you're really holding these thoughts, then you can notice them. You can question them. Just say to yourself, really? I have too much to do? Really? I can't handle this? Really? Is that true? You also could change them or you could just step away from them. The most important part of these steps is that you notice them. And one thing that I find helpful is to give your stories a name because that makes you one step further removed from your stories. So you might say something like, oh, there I go again into my, this is too overwhelming for me. I'll never be able to do this story. Now, if you notice that overwhelm is your go-to action, your story, your feeling, and you catch yourself going into it and you stop, then you can begin to take action that will take you where you want to go. You no longer have something blocking you. And where you want to go is just to be on the road, not at the end, not at the goal, but the goal is to stay on the road long enough so that you get where you want to go. What is the opposite of overwhelm that would actually feel really good? You know, it may be the feelings we just talked about. It may be peaceful. For me, peaceful is a feeling that I try to cultivate often with my thoughts because that's what feels best to me. Now, whatever it is for you, I want you to choose how you want to feel when you're taking yourself through this program or any eating program. What feeling is going to let you do what you need to do for yourself without getting stuck or without giving up? When you have your feeling, that's going to more easily let you do what you know you want to do. Hold on to it. Write it down. Make little reminders of that word. Remember, a feeling is just one word, like sad, happy, angry, nervous, fearful. It's that one word. And when you have little reminders of it around, it's going to be helpful in you waking yourself up as you go into that story about overwhelm and remind yourself that you have another choice of how you want to feel. So then after overwhelm, there's another habit that may come up for you. It's a really common one that I see with my private clients. And this is the habit of perfectionism, thinking that things must go perfectly or when they don't, that you should just throw in the towel and give up. We're going to talk more about perfectionism in a future episode, but for now, I want you to see how this trait and this behavior sabotages you and doesn't let you get any traction in what you're trying to accomplish. What happens to a lot of my clients is that they'll begin a program and they'll be all excited and psyched up. And of course, they'll want to do well, and then they will fall down. Now, of course, they will fall down. It's part of moving forward. It's part of making progress. It's never, never a straight line up. I don't know why so many of us think it is. But for those of you with perfectionistic tendencies, you tend to see everything as all or nothing. So if you overate, or you forgot to carry a snack, or you started eating because your friend was eating, even if, even if you weren't hungry, 
then you think you may as well give up and eat everything and you throw your whole plan out the window. This used to be something I struggled with much more when I was relearning how to eat and lose my extra weight. My husband is about a foot taller than me, and naturally, of course, he weighs more than me as he should. So he eats more than me. And being with him while we were eating brought up a lot of my perfection thoughts. So I would, of course, eat less than him, but I would sometimes watch him keep on eating after I was physically no longer hungry and I had thoughts that made me feel deprived. Why could he eat more than me? It didn't feel fair. It wasn't that he was eating more than me that really wasn't fair. It was just my thought that that's not the way it should be. So that feeling of deprivation made me eat more. And then as soon as I did, I was no longer being perfect on my plan and all hell broke loose. This was a bad combination of deprivation and perfectionism combined all caused by my thoughts. Now, some people look at perfectionism as a character trait, but I prefer to see it as a thought habit that you can become aware of and you can change. Perfectionism is the habit of always requiring the best of yourself all the time. And maybe you also require it of others, but obviously you have less control over that. So your focus is on you. And when you're working on your eating, your focus is on eating perfectly. Your goal is to eat from minus two to plus two, a little hungry to a little full. And when I work with someone who's practicing her perfection habits, as soon as she eats to a plus four, she's so upset with herself that she throws the plan away and continues to to eat often to the point of discomfort. So what's the solution when perfectionism gets in the way of you doing what you want to do. Notice your thoughts that say you need to do this or anything perfectly. Make a correction. You won't be perfect and that's okay. When you make a mistake and you fall down, get up and keep going and notice what you learned. Definitely, definitely have compassion for your imperfect self. Even throw some love at yourself for being imperfect. Just say something to yourself like, I never do anything perfectly, and that's one of the things I love most about myself. And dare to be mediocre in some things you do. We all are striving to do our best and be our best. We don't have to be the best in everything. So when you start a program and your two favorite former buddies show up, overwhelm and perfectionism, I want you to expect them and know that they're both just ways of thinking that have become habits for you. Your awareness is going to help you notice when you're going into these habits and call them what they are, and then keep on going. Remember to name your stories. When you think something is too much for you, you're just going to quit. You're just going to feel defeated before you start. So how do you get started on your eating journey once you've become aware of your usual go-to thoughts and your two biggest roadblocks, overwhelm and perfectionism. Well, you get started by taking tiny, tiny steps. Think about what we talked of in episode four, the three main focuses of making changes in how you eat. Number one is your eating. 
Number two is your thinking. And number three is your self-care. Now think of the tiniest change you could make in each one. You only need to focus on one little thing in each category until that thing becomes automatic. So for eating, it might just be focusing on observing yourself right now without changing the way you eat or how much you eat or what you eat. Just begin putting a number on your hunger level when you start and when you stop eating. That's it. If you haven't yet listened to episode number three, How a Naturally Slim Woman Eats, go back and listen to it, please. That will give you the background to be able to do this. So just get used to being able to quantify how full or how empty your body is in any given moment. That is your goal. That simple, simple goal. Tiny steps first. And as for managing your thinking, your small goal might be to pick any part of your day and just zero in and notice how you're feeling emotionally. And then name the feeling. One word, happy, nervous, scared, excited, an emotional feeling that you feel in your body, different than a sensation like tired, cold, hot, exhausted. Once you notice the feeling that's going through you and see if you can notice the thought that created that feeling and remember that the thought is just one sentence and do that until you're really good at knowing what you're thinking and feeling in any given moment. Because the more you can do that, the clearer you will be with what's going on in your mind. That will be the beginning of managing your mind. So you won't have a vague discomfort, an uncomfortable feeling that you can't figure out where it's from. You'll be able to know exactly where it's from and be much less likely to go to food to feel better. And last for the third category for self-care, I want you to think about what you're wishing for right now. What do you wish for most? Are you wishing that you could have a day off? Are you wishing for more sleep, for a break, for a time with a friend, for connection? What are you wishing for most right now? And I want you to find a way to give that to yourself. This week, no excuses. Taking care of yourself is something that's vital to getting yourself to make changes. You need to love and make peace with who you are right now. And that comes with filling your own needs properly, not generically with food. I know that I've given you a lot to think about. You need to know that there's no time limit for you to do this. There's plenty of time for you to learn how to manage yourself. You're not behind and there is no pressure, except what you're creating in your own mind. So that's all for now. If you have not already done so, I hope you grab a copy of my book, a free downloadable copy of Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. The link is right in the show notes, and it has lots of concepts and exercises we'll be talking about together in this podcast. This is your coach, Cookie Rosenblum, reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.